and Brit, Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast, our uh, final one for this week. And uh, I missed the anniversary yesterday, the anniversary of the death of John Lennon. I always Mm -hmm. note that. And I always post that uh, Associated Press original uh, uh, sheet that was was, uh, at the radio station where I was on at the time. And, uh, you know, what? I'll put it up there. I'll put it up on our Facebook page. Were you actually on the air at the time when they yeah, announced that you, yeah. you were actually on the air? Yeah, because yeah, I, I had the uh, the highly valued yeah. 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. shift. Uh-huh. The, uh, the, it, we call it the glamour shift. Right? Uh, and so the uh, the I, I think the, the, the first word of that was about 1120 or something like that. So, right. So, was, so did you, did you break into programming and announce it or what, how did that work? That was programming. Oh, that was it. Break it. That, that was programming. There wasn't anything to break into. So the news yeah. department, yeah. wait a excuse, minute. Were- excuse me. The Barry Manilow record is over. Now we're going to talk about. Holy shit. <laughs> well, again, I'm, I'm, a station when fucking Barry Manilow would put out a new song. That was the biggest thing down the hall. Oh shit, Barry! <laughs> hey, weekend in New England. Holy shit! It's changed the game. Barry well, the guy had the minus touch there for a while. Everything he, he touched turned to absolute gold there for a minute. So, the, I mean, this is a, so this is a real like radio station with a real news department with people that would like to have news and, and offer breaking news and shit like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's just so hard to imagine such a thing. <laughs> well, the, actually, to be fair, okay, um, even. In 1980, 81, right? Mm-hmm. 1980, it happened. Um, there was no news person there at that hour. No, really? It was just me. It was really? just me. So, uh, so you had that's, you, not, that's not important. You had the awesome responsibility of telling the greater Central Ohio area that John Lennon had been yeah. shot today. Yeah, because they were all listening to me. None of them were watching <laughs> Monday Night Football. None of them heard it from Cosell. I don't no, think it was a very. Was I don't think that was a very popular program back during that time. I don't think many no, people nobody, watched Monday. Nobody knew it was even on yet. Right, right, because there wasn't cable yet. <laughs> nobody was using cable. Uh, there was cable, but hardly anybody had. It, so it they, certainly wasn't one of the most watched shows on television year after year. <laughs> no, but the 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 only the only interesting part of this that that I can can add that that no one that my side that with me was. That um, uh, two days later, two days later, after the story was, you know, where yeah. it was two or three days later, I had on the air with me to uh, interview, to talk to the uh, ABC radio newsman at the time who was on duty at that hour. And he was he was one of the best. He's uh, he's no longer with us. His name was Tim O'Donnell. OK. And Tim Tim was just. You know, they don't make him like him anymore. He's yeah. one of those guys. Unbelievable. And he was there. And, and he, that was just, I just, I wish I had, I had some uh, recordings of, yeah. of that night. I, I don't, I have lots of recordings from, from that era, in my, but uh, no, nothing that matters. Okay. <laughs> but but just, I, I don't want to bring it up because we just got, we just got through now the first of the three yeah. uh, Beatles um, uh, portions and, um, it is impossible to stop watching them. We did break when we got to the end of the, that was a natural break point 
at the end of the episode, which is, you know, first episode is where, where George walks out in a huff. Yeah, he's Little done. George, oh, they won't sing my songs. They won't pay attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't quite like that, but. Well, as you turn out, they, as it turns out, if they shit on you for seven years, you start taking it personal. I mean, it's kind yeah, of a thing yeah, that they, happens. They shit on it. He got nothing out of that. <laughs> so far, a third of the way through, this is all I can say. They were ten times better. Yeah. Than people who trashed them thought they were. For That's the funny part. Uh, yeah. My 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 late father-in-law, Jane's father. Right, who died uh, about twelve years ago? So right. probably in in nineteen sixty five, you know, he was already forty five years old, right. and he had he'd grown up in, in in Europe and was a classical music guy. Oh, and and he was one of those at the beginning, of course, just could could the Beatles fuck it, forget it. You cannot you cannot have WABC on in the car. Not when I'm in. The, all right, it was one of those. <laughs> but later, but but fairly quickly, I understand. I'm told he he got it. He understood how right. good a musicians they were. Um, which of course I'm sure that's representative of a lot of people who were that age. But when you see how they how they work together. It's just, it's just astounding. It's also right. astounding at how versatile every one of them was. Every one of them. I don't know. Ringo doesn't do much besides play the drums, but he probably did play other instruments. Sure. But the other three, oh my God. And Paul, Paul McCartney could have been a concert pianist sure. if he wanted to. He's that good. And he's a great drummer and, right. all, and, and, and everything of that sort. But their ability to sit there and riff on not only songs that were from their catalog, but every song from the 50s and 60s that you could ever think of. And you know that, of course, their influences were all of these greats who came before them. And you see it when yeah. they're just goofing around, when they're putting their music together. And the, the first you know, get back is being formulated right now. And when you hear how ridiculous it sounds, when it's they're so stupid oh, with you, words and they're just, uh, it's, it, it's ridiculous. There's a clip. There's a clip that's going around and 30 seconds in McCartney's just strumming. He's got nothing. 45 seconds later, he's got a fucking hit song. Just fucking around. Just 45 seconds later, he's got like a huge, massive worldwide hit. Just, and, and it's just, it's nobody can do that. I mean, nobody ever did that. Nobody's been able to do it since. It's just unreal. And also, right. when you're seeing them, them collaborate this time, this is at a time when they were like not at their top of being. They were like they were not super happy with each other, but they were still able to get together, put a lot of stuff aside, and jam, well, you know, and do some great that, shit. I, I I I think even what you just said is 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 kind of wrong. That that it wasn't a question of whether they were happy with each other. It's their ability to spend hours and hours, day after day, together, really having a good time, really enjoying each other's company. I mean, there really was there was no tension, and uh, I think this this the narrative of all these years that oh oh by 1967 they couldn't stand each other and they just showed up and played a few songs and then got out of it. That's just not true. They hated it's each not other. Not true. And then when you add in the fact that none of these guys were even 30 years old, yeah, 28 and 29, and George was 26, right, in 1969. You can't believe it. 
it, it well, just yeah you're, you're 28 29 years old off the charts you're yeah. 28 20 29 years old 30 years old and you're breaking up the biggest band there ever was oh by the way what are you gonna do with the rest of your life that's <laughs> like but, yeah what, what's, well, what's your next chapter well but but they they had been together right for for all those years before that and john and paul and george you know going back into the 1950s so yeah they were 26 28 29 but they were they were old soul 20s late 20s kind of guys for the purposes of a band um but it's just i can't wait to watch the the next two parts of it and yes on the 13th my two dollar 99 cent uh disney plus subscription it 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 goes cinderella and the clock strikes midnight i gotta pay 7.99 i think for the next okay i'll do it all right, I'll do it if we can't get it all watched. Damn you, That's Peter it. Jackson. How did That's you get is. me? And, and you know what? I'm going to just, just to spite them, I'm going to start watching all these Marvel movies that I've never seen just to get back at them, right? That'll, that'll show that, them. That really is the best payback. I think you yeah. nailed it. That's going to piss yeah. them off really bad. Yeah. 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 I'm going to get so much use out of, out of that <laughs> Disney Plus subscription that I've you just hardly watch. ever used. I'll be I'm watching gonna watch Simpsons. Till, I'm going to watch Simpsons without commercials until my ass falls off. That's <laughs> what I'm going to do. I'm going to be yeah. watching What If in that Marvel Universe, and then my eyes are going to glaze over there to call a fucking ambulance. It's going to be yeah. unreal, yeah. the shit that I want. That'll, that'll yeah, yeah, teach yeah. you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Things All right. that are too stupid to talk about. Let's talk about the burning of the Christmas tree in New York City. This has been quite the cost lab over the past 24 to 48 hours just outside of Fox headquarters. The Christmas tree, which was actually just a, a metal skeleton with some branches attached to it, was burned. And uh, I think you have further on this story. Well, hey, can, I, can I tell you, until 10 minutes ago, mm-hmm. I aggressively did not pay attention to the story. I aggressively did not read details of it because I am aggressively not interested in anything that Fox would self-generate yeah. to turn into whatever they want to turn it into, which is apparently the top story. So in my mind, the fact that apparently they're going 24-7 on this, this is the worst crime, for, for, just off the top of my head, which was worse? That some, is this guy some homeless uh, junkie or something like that? Is that what he was? He just did it, right? I think, yeah. Right, that's what the cops are saying. He's just some idiot. And of course, Fox turns it into it may as well have been the squad with Nancy Pelosi, with what, what, Bill and Hillary Clinton. What uh, truly happened? Kerosene. What, what happened right. in Midtown Manhattan was that AOC went up to the manger and stabbed little baby Jesus. Right. She repeatedly right. took a knife, sunk the dagger deep into his heart, and continued to do it for twenty minutes. Right. right. That's what's so that, happened. That, so I think you were asking. I might have been on on Monday or something. Um, you know, what is the excuse now to continue the so-called fake war on Christmas? And the answer is there is none. Now they've got one, right? This is the war on Christmas. Absolutely. Look at it. And of course, you know, this is this is bullshit. It's just it's just beyond bullshit. It probably has turned into why aren't the Democrats denouncing this? Right. That's what they always do. Or <laughs> media ignores. Right. Burning of Christmas. This is the Fox playbook. This is perfect for them. In fact, 
I'll go so far. This is probably a false flag. They probably burned their own. Christmas they did. Tree. They did their right. own. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. they probably stuff. hired a crisis actor, one of the people who originally <laughs> clapped for Trump when he came down <laughs> the escalator at Trump Tower six years ago to announce he was running for president. They would do that. They would do that. Uh, so uh, that the, they're, you know, if if I asked uh, uh, anybody who's a Fox fan, which is worse? Um, the death of George Floyd or the burning of the Christmas tree? No, 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 no. The, what, the what storming of the storming of the Capitol on January sixth, or the burning of this okay, Christmas tree. Right. That's your that's your that's your side by side comparison. They care so right. much more about this, and they're so much more upset about this than they are the actual Capitol being overrun by thugs who were trying to murder right. people. Right. You, you do get to play whataboutism on. This. Sure. So sometimes the whataboutism actually leaks over onto the Fox coverage. They just can't stop it. There's no way to stop it. So uh, you'll you'll hear at the end the famous uh, "gotta go, gotta go to the bathroom, see you later" uh, segments over trick that they try. So this is midday anchor Harris. Um, where'd you get those eyelashes, Faulkner? Lovely girl. Um, uh, some woman who is not named here, who's a a uh, Fox right wing sympathizer hack. And then Democratic strategist Richard Goodstein, who is um, one of the, the uh, regular Democrats that they have on always. So he's he's apparently not threatening enough that they, they don't <laughs> ban him. And, they, they you know, they got to have some for plausible deniability. So he's they're not talking a, about this. Th these are called, by the way, in wrestling, these are called enhancement talents. I don't know if you know about this. Ah. They would have them on, on, on Saturday morning when your world champion would wrestle the guy. The guy would get about two pieces of, of offense in, and then the champ would beat him in four minutes. These were called enhancement talents, also known as jobbers. That's what that guy is. All right, so so watch when, when Goodstein dares to go there. <laughs> watch what happens. And first, I think this is the uh, the lady speaking. Here we go. Cassie. Yeah, I love to see that. That's the spirit of Christmas. That's the spirit of the American people. And I would note in New York, where they just elected a tough on crime mayor, that's also the spirit of where voters want to be. So if I, I think she's referred to the fact they've already replaced yeah. what was there. Okay. Exactly. These elected officials want to keep releasing people and want to keep dismissing crime statistics as just one offs. Mm -hmm. They will pay for it at the polls. Where are we right now where Christmas gets under attack? the trees, everything. I mean, and it's such a, it's such a signal, Richard, because if they'll set that tree on fire, imagine what they'll do to human beings. Who are walking <laughs> so that's a, a parable, an analogy, yeah, an equivalent yeah. thing to, to uh, actual crime. Okay. Right. Okay. We're finding out the stabbings are point, off the charts. In to New your York. point. Yeah, and to your point, if Fox would put as much energy into decrying the anti-vaxxers, we now have 800,000 people dead at one tree that's destroyed. Uh, all right, uh, so... Cut his mic! Cut his mic! Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Here it comes. I think there's kind of a right. lack of kind of uh, symmetry First there. First of all, and you I don't have your back energy should go. Because many of no, us so, talk about I'm being sorry. vaxxed, Did boosted... Uh, all of and that within the realm of reporting on. That's right. It, what, when you look for the the, uh, the the spot on your dial, that's the most supportive of everyone getting vaccinated. No questions asked. Just pro get it done. Fox News. I, there are no more pro-vax plays. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. Entire subject. We also talk about natural antibodies. We talk oh, about Jesus. all of it. 
So if you want to point a finger and call somebody any vax, you got to get your facts straight. Yeah, okay. that's so wrong. Richard, I've known you a long time, and it's otherwise. not personal, Sorry. but you made it personal. Good to see you both. Cassie, <laughs> what do you think? That's, do you that's like our that? show. That's good. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. we got to get out of that. Get out of the set. Be better than that. Yeah. Well, she's, yeah. And she's almost playing the, again, the fake Chinese wall at Fox News. We're, yeah, during the day, we're, we're, we're playing it straight. But at night, these crazoids go off, and they're the ones that are like, right. you know, but I, and that's bullshit. Everybody knows it's bullshit, that you can't do well, that. Well, but, but I guess within the realm of what you would be expected to do if you've got the gig on Fox in the middle of the day, you are, you are defending the fort. <laughs> you, are, you are just making sure that, that any attempt of critical thinking or of trying to put things in perspective uh, does not bleed through. Because if it does, then you might start getting people questioning, why am I watching this shit to begin with? It could happen that way. Speaking of uh, uh, why am I watching, I will say that today, Thursday, is the last day for Brian Williams doing the 11 o'clock hour yeah. on uh, MSDNC. <laughs> Hey Brad, hey Brad, Brad, do you know what CNN stands for? What? It's the Clinton News Network. <laughs> oh, good one, sir. You really got me with Good one, sir. Uh so this is his his last uh his last show. And uh I'm sticking. I'm sticking with the uh, Brian Williams is 62. He's not he's not old enough to really just walk away and not do nope. anything. Nope. Um, doing a podcast, which is what he's already uh, talking about, which he's already done a bunch of episodes, and it's not a it's not a newsy thing. It's a it's some podcast about uh, uh, all these moments in in recent American history where TV was there and covered it. Right, you know, Kennedy assassination, blah blah. blah I'm Brian. Okay. That's just that's just generic pap. That shit. That's not Brian Williams. Can have any idiot doing that. It's not. But okay, he's too young to leave television forever. He's too young to be an emeritus. He's too young to be a Brit Hume, which is pretend you retire and then you're you're on more than you were when you actually were there. Um, um, I still will stick with the nine o'clock. Chris Cuomo vacated hour on CNN gig for Brian Williams to get in there and do what he does best on that network at that time. It still makes sense to me. I'm sticking with it. I have no evidence that it's going to happen. No evidence of talks. But boy, you'll notice there's a, a very suspicious amount of quiet yeah, surrounding what where he goes from here. Everybody's they're just printing the. Uh, standard line that his contract has run out and he has decided not to attempt to renew it and he's going to walk away after 28 years or whatever it is at NBC. That's too easy. That's too pat. That's not how the world works. The world always wants to know what are you doing next unless Correct. you're you know, 104 years old Correct. and you retire. So that's the natural <clears throat> landing place for him. You'll, you're going to buy me a cookie. You're gonna buy me a cookie if that turns out to be true. I'm not fighting it. I think it's a great. I think it'd be a great landing spot for him. I think they could do a yeah. whole lot worse than that. I know that Jake Tapper has already said he doesn't want it. Allegedly, I don't know. 
Um, but I, I think it'd be wonderful. I want to go back to your previous story about the bullshit on the tree, and I want you to hang on oh, with both break, hands. Breaking news on the tree. Well, breaking I want the tree. You thought that the Murdoch empire had done the ultimate backflip that you just heard, but no, get ready for this New York Post editorial, Brad. The burning News Corp Christmas tree is a perfectly grim last taste of de Blasio's in North New York City. Oh. This is the result of what Bill de Blasio has wrought on the Big Apple, and it, this is completely and totally his fault that he would allow such a great symbol of well, paganism, really. But Christianity to be burned to the ground and not give a shit, Brad. Christians yeah, have it bad in New York. Jews have it bad in New York. Uh, you know, Muslims have it bad in New York. Everybody's got it bad in New York. So the good riddance, Bill de Blasio. <laughs> Do you like that? Well, look, I would expect anything less from the New York Post, of course. <laughs> yep. but, but see, that's that's the point that's the point here and we can play equivalence and what about ism here one christmas tree burns and it's symbolic of the rot of the entire country anywhere where democrats are mayors or governors or or anything because democrats love crime to run rampant in cities and they just don't believe in law enforcement um but what happened on January 6th at the Capitol, that was just a walk in the park. That yeah. was just a little little, little day off for, for some people, and they, they, they went for a visit. And by the way, uh, on my Facebook page, on this day before uh, our little uh, uh, get-together is, is up there, uh, I posted a bunch of pictures from January 6th because I wanted to make sure that I had this right, and I... Googled Rotunda Bob Dole, January 6th. Okay. And just to make sure, yes, Bob Dole right now, dead, is mm -hmm. lying in state in right. the rotunda of the Capitol. That is the same place that on January 6th, these people, these hooligans, these thugs, these racists, these, these, these white supremacist mm -hmm. nutcases, these Trumpers trashed the United States Capitol. Bob Dole is there today do you want a greater juxtaposition do you want a greater contrast into what this country was and could be and stood for whether you agreed politically with bob dole or not versus what happened on january 6th in the same location mm -hmm. that's my story that's interesting that's my story to see i was it's just horrible it's just horrible I was looking. I was watching CNN before we started, and it was there was a press, um, a, a deputy press communication person that was talking to um, the anchor, and the anchor goes, "Well, there's there's been some good economic news lately. The price of gas is going down. Unemployment is is getting better. Um, the stock market's doing well. The supply chain stuff is slowly getting worked out. But the the president's approval numbers are still pretty shitty." And she was saying, does it mean that you guys are not able to get the message out very well or, or exactly uh, what it is? And, and I don't know exactly what the answer is, particularly about that. I think those are the things that she was talking about are leading indicators. And it takes a while for the families on the ground to start feeling the good news. Right. Well, in terms of the price of gas, and, and I, I saw this this headline, this was a, a totally standard issue daily mail headline don lemon under fire 
for bragging about Biden economy because the price of gas went down 5% (laughs) or 5 cents, whatever it was. And, and, And of course, if you recall, in the last few months, every week, if the price of gas went up at all, it was the end of the world. The price it of was. gas is a nickel more than it was last, and that's the end of the world. So this is the perfect example of, yes, on the way up, it sucks, 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 sucks. But on the way down, well, that's good. Okay, ne- next thing, I, I just fill up my tank. It's a little less. And, and you don't get credit for that. That's just the way of the world. It sucks. It's not fair. But but that's that's just the way it is. Yeah. I just I remember us being on the radio 2004 2005 and there were some it was during the Bush re-election and there was a lot of the gas prices were pretty high and we would get this is before social media so they couldn't tag you on stuff we would get you may remember this these emails nonstop telling us oh people bitch about gas prices but do you know how much printer ink is per gallon do you know how much Listerine is per do you remember that shit Oh, of course. Do you of remember course. that bullshit that, that they would send out to try to cover up for a Republican president? And then the, the other thing that they would try to do is, and I haven't heard this yet, because, I, you know, again, I, I know these other ones were successful. On Tuesday the 15th, nobody buy gas. We're going to fuck them up. They're going to we're gonna show these guys. And I'm not hearing anybody do that. I'm not hearing any ass. At least I don't know if that's because people have gotten smarter. I don't think they've gotten smarter. I don't believe they have. I think there's probably some assholes out there that believe that they could really stick it to Joe Biden by not buying gas, you know, for one day. These were things that used to happen, right? I'm not imagining this. No, you're not. You're not. Im- you're, you're not imagining that. You, you have been imagining that the. Uh, the uh, Oakland, L.A., Las Vegas Raiders are actually going to be a competitive team once more in your lifetime. You you are delusional in that area. But, the but, the AFC is wide open this year, and you know it, pal. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> but that's I don't know if they're able to tell their story very well, or if you, if you do tell the story very well, then all of a sudden you're being an asshole and you're being insensitive toward people that are still suffering. And I, I, I don't know. And this is a Bloomberg story that I'm highlighting here, so you can take that for what it is. I understand that people are still hurting, but I also understand that uh, people are having trouble filling jobs and, and there are jobs that are available for folks and that some of them are pretty good. They've had to, to hike up some of the benefits and some of the pay, which has been a problem with inflation. Uh, but at the same time, it ain't it ain't that bad. It seems like that last year of Trump, when you got down to about this time in 2020, things were pretty shitty. There's there's no profit in good news. <laughs> well, it's very fair. simple. That's there fair is enough. no profit in good news and no one cares. Because good news is just supposed to be news. It's right. just supposed to be that way. Uh, with that in mind, uh, as we speak, what you just brought about sets up the fact that they uh, voted for the union at this. Starbucks in yeah. Buffalo. It's uh, at, Now, of course, I don't trust the vote. Uh, who's counting the vote? Uh, did they allow any ballots to come in after the polls closed? <laughs> Uh, why, why are we going to trust that vote? So Starbucks <laughs> is uh, unilaterally going to disallow that election and uh, uh, get the result that they want because, uh, no, that, that's not – I made do you that know, Do you know what I'm Do you know what I'm thinking about right now? I'm thinking about the Big Fat Ed character and how the Big Fat Ed character would talk about busting people's knees and shit in union situations. 
<laughs> when I used to do the Big Fat Ed character, which was an homage to Ed Schultz, Ed, he would come oh, on our various shows. Oh, God, we, and, lost, we lost him. We lost and him. And I would talk to Ed Schultz about being a union guy going in and, and breaking people's knees and shit. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I think the union thing is going to be for a, a new generation, right? For a new generation of people that don't know that they, they're supposed to hate unions and that unions are communist anathema to America and contrast to everything our founding fathers wanted. There's a new generation of people that are going, I don't think this is such a horrible idea that we unionize and have some control over our own futures. So I would watch this as a trend in the coming years. Uh, yeah, this, this is a pretty big deal because, uh, and I don't know, Again, uh, I'm not read in well enough to, to all the details here, but uh, this must be Starbucks-owned stores, and I, I think they do franchise. They don't own every Starbucks. Right. So that may have some effect on, on how Starbucks employees across the country uh, either decide to, to do the same thing or, or, or just sit back and... Um, and maybe it's possible that this is an isolated circumstance and it's a, uh, how should we say it, a teachable moment for Starbucks yeah. management yeah. that they need to provide uh, better benefits and stop cutting them back because that was the charge. That was the reason Correct. that these workers said, uh, we think we need a union because Starbucks, which was actually famous for being one of the better places Correct. to work in this space you know they were up there with costco correct and, and other places in terms of providing benefits and and uh, apparently over the last few years some of them have been sliced back and and cut back just a little bit and uh that that was enough and um i thought and i don't know who said this but the the interesting part well it's just fucking starbucks okay it's a coffee yeah. joint but sure. uh, well first of all it's not just that. I mean, it's yeah. gigantic. It's, it's just one. It's just one bus in Montgomery. I mean, right. come on. Well, it's, I, right. Multi. Yeah. I mean, they're 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 a, a massive, yeah. massive presence in a massive company. And yes, I own the shares. Uh, <laughs> I, I not look. Would you like me to look in real time? Would you like me to look in real time to see if the shares have reacted to this vote one way or the other? I'm sure, going to guess. It, it doesn't move them all that much because uh, it might have been so. expected. Let's see. The National Let's Labor look. Relations Board on Tuesday rejected an appeal by Starbucks to stop the counting yeah. of ballots. The company had argued that the election should include all 20 of the region's stores, which is, I don't know, kind of stupid, which effectively would have required the union to sway a much larger pool of workers. Labor Board members wrote in their unanimous ruling that Starbucks had not met the burden of proof needed to override the LRB, NLRB's premise that a proposed bargaining unit consisting of one workplace is legitimate, Brad. Yeah. All right. How's, uh, how's the stock uh, going? Here's the answer. The answer is not much movement at all, really. Oh, no. Yeah, one, one third of 1%, 32 cents on 160. So and it, again, it I, no I, hate to, I hate to pollute the, you know, there's so many companies that use unions and are unionized that do very well and yeah. are very. Of course, but right, right. The, so, the, the premise, see, it would have so been a stupid. false premise to, of course. to think, and I, I did not look at this until now. I think it would have been really stupid to think, oh, if they vote the union in in, in upstate New York, that's the end of the company. There go the yeah. profits. They're out of business. It's not going to work that way. Well. It, it, just, it, it would never work that way. And this will be to the benefit of the workers and, and good for them. But the, the, uh, the equivalency here of Starbucks 
being the start maybe of of something like this is you have to kind of accept and i i do that service industries like this which can provide a person a way to make a legitimate living uh, are maybe today what the auto plant was 50 years ago for your yeah. father or your grandfather because there aren't quite as many jobs in auto plants anymore and there aren't any textile jobs to speak of in terms of the numbers now compared to back then so what do we do we travel we eat we do all these kinds of things and we need people to work at them the owners right. need people to work at them and if the pandemic has changed anything it's it's changed this concept of who really matters black lives matter workers lives matter and if you're going to call people um uh, you know at, at the beginning of the uh the, the pandemic it was you know the most valuable people in the most valuable jobs weren't just doctors and nurses and ambulance drivers they were grocery store workers they were people that that worked in in a lot of service areas fast food workers and those are jobs you might have thought they didn't matter. Guess what? They do matter. They do matter. They do matter. And uh, the companies use the pandemic, the smart ones. And by the way, one of those smart ones is Starbucks mm -hmm. because they did adjust during the pandemic when they were closed and they couldn't have anybody inside. You know, their drive through and their online presence exploded. They worked on it hard because they knew it was times weren't going to be that way forever. Now you can go back into a Starbucks and and so I think they're well positioned. And so, you know, to me, the unionization of workers at a place like is kind of an evolution in American business that needs to not be fought. And it appears and again, I, I didn't read enough about this. It appears that in upstate New York, where this went on, the same kind of disgusting hardball beneath the belt tactics that have been used primarily in the South right. to fend off unions were not so readily used up there to, to uh, tell the worker, if you vote yes, your house is going to burn, or all the shit that they do in the South when they try to knock out the unions like they just did in, uh, in Alabama. Was it Alabama at the Alabama. Amazon where they, they yeah. got that done? So uh, the stars were lined up. You see what I said? See stars, Starbucks. Starbucks. See, see on nice their cup. Yeah. Nicely played. And that's what I meant by that. Well, you have you have a segment of the population, particularly when it comes to fast food, that was always uh, dependent on treating people like shit. I mean, literally, if you read the book Fast Food Nation, you pay somebody eight or ten bucks an hour, and then you just use them up until they're dust. Then they quit. Right. McDonald's. They go over to Wendy's. You do the same thing. Lather, rinse, repeat. They quit over at Wendy's. They go to Burger King. So these were workers that during in the middle of a pandemic were told to go to work for eight or 10 bucks and then get yelled at, spit at and screamed at and still be treated like shit. And then finally management go, OK, okay, okay 12 bucks, 12 bucks, we'll do it for 12. And then they just continue to treat these workers like shit. So after a while, people kind of get tired of that. So I think this is really a significant part of the labor movement in this country. And again, I hope that there's a new generation that ain't going to have it. They're not going to take it. They're not going to be told that they're communists and America haters and all this other bullshit if they carry around a union card. 
Some of these companies are really smart, though, but they only pay you enough so that if you, you know, if you have to pay union dues, it kind of puts a pinch on you. They got that going for them. And that's another great thing that they do. But I, I, I personally hope that a lot of people see a lot more of the wisdom of forming union and have some sort of say in your job. Basically, they've been told for years, these are minimum wage jobs and you don't matter. A segment of our society has been told that for a long time. And now, during the pandemic, we've heard people raising hell because Burger King was closed, Taco Bell was closed, McDonald's was closed. Wait a minute, I thought we were unimportant. I thought we were just not a really big part of the, And it turns out they're a big part of our economy. All right? They, they're a big part of our economy. They're not building planes. They're not engineering buildings. But they're part of what makes our economy work. And I hope these people have have understood what their value is. And I hope we see a lot more unionization, more people who put some stock in having some control over their occupation and their work as time goes forward. Yeah, I mean, we, we will see when the history is written, as they like to say, whether this was an important pivot point in the uh, unionization of workers, which has been going down, 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 down for, for decades. Thank you, Ronald Reagan. For getting this all started, for getting that ball rolling. He did. Uh, the great Ronald Reagan. When you talk about the great Ronald Reagan, yeah. remember, that's part of his legacy. Um, uh, it's we'll it's also very strange. It's very odd when you when you see the, the decline of the unions and union influence, and then you just see the disparity between the rich and the middle class. And you yeah. see, it's that. funny how that kind of coincides, isn't it? It's funny well, how those two things in the same era kind of coincide. Right. After right. World War II um, and up until about 1970, mid-70s, we all kind of grew together. The rich did get richer, but the middle class did a little bit better. Folks on the bottom did a little bit better. And then all of a sudden, mid-70s, early 80s, a lot of folks went, oh, fuck that. We're going to get real rich and keep these motherfuckers down. And that's that's yeah, what's I'm, been happening now for 40 years. Right. With that in mind, and again, uh, we're probably going to be talking off the top of our head a little bit about this, but a couple of days ago, if uh, you're in North Carolina, you probably know this news. If you're out across the country, I'm amazed that uh, this story didn't get more play because it seems when something equivalent would happen with another company in another state or another southern state, it was a big business story. But uh, for forever, North Carolina has been the one southern state. It's the yeah. only one that hasn't had a, a major automobile plant or anything associated with manufacturing of that size. You know, they're in Alabama, they're in Georgia, Tennessee. Um, they're everywhere. They built all the cars are built in the South now that aren't uh, still being built in Detroit, and not that many are. And they're, you know, they're plants in Indiana and yeah. they build them everywhere, but not North Carolina. And uh, finally, a couple days ago, after decades i mean decades of going to the mat uh our great republican excuse me our great democrat see see what i did there <laughs> there it is the toyota will spend three uh, well 1.3 billion to build a car battery plant in north carolina not too far from where we're speaking pretty close yeah. by yeah uh they've 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 uh bought and kept this land kind of fallow for years, just waiting, yep. just hoping. And uh, it's now going to happen. And uh, this is where Toyota is is going to be uh, making batteries. And, and those are going to be 
clearly good paying jobs. I assume, at least right now, that those are not going to be UAW jobs. There are no new car jobs or associated with car jobs, I think, that are union jobs, or they might have thought about building this plant, you know, further further north. I don't know whether that applies across the board, but it kind of seems to. But uh, that being said, these will be good paying jobs, union or no union. And they're they're valuable, and it is a big deal. It's a real, real big deal, and uh, that added in with the story today that is the headline where we are. That uh, this uh, company that wants to build uh, supersonic airplanes, bring back the old uh, uh, faster than sound Concorde style quickie planes, uh, they may set up around here and build a plant here wow. to make those here. Now, of course. We're decades away from seeing those those products if they ever get it, it takes forever, right? And there's no permission to fly uh, faster than the speed of sound in the United States anyway. Remember when the Concorde flew, it could only fly over the ocean from from uh, the East Coast to Europe or at full speed uh, at, at its full speed. Right. Right, and, and I don't even know. I don't even think they used them to go to Asia. I don't. I don't remember whether they did or not from from L.A. Um, but but uh, I don't know whether it's this company or another company is working on technology to enable supersonic flight over land without causing these sonic booms, which of course you know wrecks everything and screws everything up. They think they can uh, come up with a shape of one of these planes that will not cause the sonic booms and uh, hey if they do it you know everything might change and we'll see but i i, I guess that's the that's the hope of the future that's what's ahead well it's just yeah, very meantime, weird for people to be talking about our city instead of raleigh and, and charlotte all the time we have two good yeah. pieces of economic news coming out of the middle of the state weird yeah right all right well you uh you you, you just you just launched it here we go you ready for a stupid fucking list this will finish us up on a Thursday. Let's finish with a stupid fucking list because we hate lists, which means we love lists. Here we go. Uh, America's least and most fun cities. That's right. Where's the most fun you can have anywhere? So this annoying company, Wallet Hub, looked at no fewer than 65 different metrics to come up with the most fun cities in America. And uh, you will not be shocked. At the top is Las Vegas. Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. Las Vegas. Uh, Top 10 most fun cities. Las Vegas, Orlando, Atlanta, Miami, New Orleans, San Francisco, Austin, Chicago, Honolulu, and New York. Least fun cities. Uh, In order from the uh, 10th worst to the worst. Rancho Cucamonga, California, Bridgeport, South Burlington, Vermont, Yonkers, New York, Fontana, California, Moreno Valley, California, Ontario, California, Oxnard, California, Brownsville, Texas, and something called Pearl City in Hawaii. You're asking, where do the North Carolina cities come out? And before I tell you where they came out, I looked and I made sure that I had this right. Asheville, North Carolina is not on this list. It's neither. It's not. It's 182 fucking places. 
and 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 they didn't they didn't put it's one of the hottest cities in America over the past of twenty course. years. But it ain't on, it ain't Absolutely. on there. Yeah. Is it fun in Asheville? Oh, that's nah. pretty fun. Nah, it, it sucks. It, it, it's fairly fun. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, look, Boise is sixty four. Wichita oh, is seventy. El Paso seventy six. Uh, Greensboro is number ninety. Yeah. Durham 71 moving up the list Charlotte 55 and of course as always Raleigh kicks our ass and they're at number 27 below yeah, us so Greensboro fun. at 90 Winston-Salem 96 Fayetteville 117 but yeah. it's not there is no Asheville on here and it's not because Asheville is too small because no, they've got there's some, some dinky, smaller places yeah I think yeah, Pearl Hawaii is going to be smaller place. yeah Columbia Maryland please yeah, fuck you. Pembroke Pines, Florida. Fuck. Boo. What's so fun about Boo. Pembroke Pines? Now, I know that we're number – Greensboro's number 90. Did they factor in the new 7-Eleven that just popped up by my house? I think that needs to go in there. I think we can go to 85 or 80 if they put that in. Well, no, uh, uh, now, is that a 7-Eleven or a Sheets? If it's a Sheets, well, I think you're going to get some juice out of that one. Here's where things get really crazy. There's a Sheets right across from the new 7-Eleven. I mean, come on, people! What? Take that, Vegas, in your face! 